Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Aaron Pym. And what I like to do here on the podcast is bring fun and sexy guests into the studio to have in-depth conversations about sex and sexuality. And this week, I have a lovely friend of mine. We've created content together. We've um, done a lot of really cute, fun things together. Right now, I have like a vice mini doc that's being shared around it's almost at two million dollar two million dollar views imagine okay if if that's how youtube worked (laughs) um that this lovely person is also featured in the doc and we have a lot of plans for the future as well so i'm very excited to talk to my friend today please welcome to the mic casey bolin hi casey (laughs) how are you I'm good, thanks. How about you? I'm doing well. Today is um, the day that my husband comes back to this condo, like he's been away for two weeks. So I get to see my husband. I haven't seen him in a while. So I'm having a great day. Looking forward to that. It's always like absence sucks. But then, you know, when someone comes back, it's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it is true what they say. Absinthe makes the heart grow fonder <laughs> i don't think i've heard it that way but that makes maybe it makes sense you do like you i've feel, had absinthe once yeah you feel very amorous i used to think i was you know really really fancy <laughs> back in the day and used to try to get my hands on some absinthe to drink. <laughs> it's definitely like you're pretty cool if you're drinking absinthe right you're like I think they only sell it to cool people yeah, I think that is the rule. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got to show your cool ID card and then they're like, all right, you can have the absinthe. <laughs> totally. So maybe for folks who um, don't know who you are, I can't imagine that they don't. But if they yeah. don't know who you are, um, do you want to just kind of let the folks know who you are and what you generally get up to? Sure. Yeah. Uh, I'm Casey and I am, I do a lot of things. I'm a content creator. Um, I shoot solo videos, videos, uh, with friends, uh, I guess porn, NSFW, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I, I like to be on both sides of the camera. So I film stuff. I'm in stuff. I like to take pictures. I like to be in pictures. So I do a lot of modeling and photography, fetish photography, and burlesque hell yes <laughs> yeah and how is that all going for you right now pretty good actually i've strangely been i guess more motivated than i have been ever with the with sort of like video creation i think i i've sort of moved through the different uh aspects of a fetish content creation and and i was doing mostly pictures for a long time and now i'm really getting into videos and uh now that you know it's difficult to see other people. I'm a lot more motivated to do solo stuff, which is actually really nice because it's something I've wanted to do and it's hard to get the motivation. 
Yeah. Do you find that you're good at self-motivating? Like during quarantine, are you a person that just kind of wants to, it finds it difficult to do stuff like work stuff? Or are you pretty good with kind of monitoring that for yourself? I'm pretty good with self-motivating, but primarily projects that I've done that require that will be working with other people. So it's a little bit different when it's just yourself, because it's easy to like, manage you know for other people like this is the day this is the time this is what we need let's make sure we're ready mm -hmm. and then for yourself it's kind of harder to do that totally. for some reason yeah yeah because you're like well i could also not do that today <laughs> yeah you can or like you can just you don't you wouldn't write it or say it out you just you're like i know in my head what i need to do you know um but yeah i do i do definitely find it more difficult to do uh my own stuff but i'm getting a lot better now that you know we're sort of that's the only option yeah totally working that muscle i mean that's how you mm -hmm. get confident doing something is just to get more and more experience doing it right yeah that's definitely true the first couple of things i shot i was like well i'll just see you know what this would look like and not plan to get anything out of it mm -hmm. and doing that a few times really uh helped me feel more feel more confident yeah totally like for me i uh, when I do my solo stuff, like say it's a custom video that somebody's ordered, they kind of give me a premise or they kind of mention a couple things that they would like in the video. But generally, like I just I'm like, cool, those three things got it. And then I just like kind of go and yeah. make it up as I go. Right. But I mean, that's not easy. And the reason why it kind of feels easy to me is because I have a lot of like performing background. So that is fully a difficult thing to do if you're not used to doing it. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's like having skills improvising, I think, and like ad libbing mm -hmm. for, you know, if I feel like the custom videos that you do are like mostly you talking like point of view from what I've the previews that I've seen. Mm -hmm. That's exactly yeah. correct. And I've been doing some like similar things like uh, I guess femdom POV would be the like search term that, that people are doing on the Internet <laughs> yeah. to find that sort of stuff. Um, and yeah, it's like if you have experience like killing time on a stage, like ad libbing in a performance, like anything dealing yeah. with things going wrong, then you're going to be pretty good at that. Like I don't. I wrote a script once and it was, I ended up, it was just a voiceover thing. Mm -hmm. um, so I was reading it. But other than that, like, it's just like, I'm just going to ad lib this because. And you know what has helped me a lot? Actually hosting, like hosting the Beth Post show. Yeah. Because it, you know, it's element elements of improv, but like I had a lot of like acting background, but it's like, I didn't have a lot of experience just being me and talking on stage and like, you know, filling time, like you were saying and stuff like that and keeping energy up and keeping the conversation kind of flowing, like hosting the podcast, hosting the stage show. I think those mm -hmm. are specifically things that I really developed in like the past few years that I, that I would fully say, like, say five plus years ago, I'd be like, give me a script. I can fucking knock it out of the park, but yep. put me on a stage with like no prep I'd be fucking freaking. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I definitely like used meltdown. to be like that too. And it's just <laughs> like, like you said, it's just you keep Deer in headlights, it. seizing yep. up. <laughs> <laughs> and at least when you're doing it from home, there aren't actually the actual bright lights of the stage, which often 
are are actually <laughs> difficult to deal with. <laughs> yeah, totally. but I th- I think the harder part of doing it, doing stuff like that at home is like there's not there's an instant feedback when you're live, you know. Yes. Um, and when you're like doing something for you know, with a custom, at least you're like, it's for the one person. But if you're doing a general like video, you're like, who is the audience? And are they, you can't exactly decide where you're going based on reaction because there's no reaction. Right. So I, I think it's a lot, I definitely work a lot better when it is something like you have some just points to go over. Like, so I have an OnlyFans and someone was like, oh, I want to see you do something in like um, wet look, like shiny leggings and i was like okay now i have something to go with and it was like i don't have to think about what do people want to see what should i do it's then i can run with that yeah because you're yeah you don't do customs you do more like videos like as you're saying kind of more of a general femdom video or what have you that you'll put up on your sites right yeah i just do whatever i guess i like i mean i mean it's not that i don't i've been asked to do like a custom like once, but it wasn't enough money. <laughs> I, I wasn't really that interested in it either. Like I certainly <laughs> would be super into doing that sort of stuff, but it hasn't been like a request that I've got. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I imagine that being very different because like, yeah, in a custom half the shit I'm kind of like vamping on and like going on mm-hmm. about. I'm like, would I feel so free to be to do that if this was kind of just like a general video that I was going to post and and everybody was going to just buy if they wanted it? That yep. would be kind of a different beast, I would think, because you kind of want to make it fairly general. You don't want to bring in elements that are kind of from left field, you know, with whatever topic you're going with, like search terms, like you were saying. You kind of yeah. really got to stay in that lane, right? Yeah, that that's that always interests me too because it's like, I think the first thing that I shot as a test, I was just like ad libbing in yeah. just the general theme of like femdom, and I think I just I, when I watched it back, I was like, I covered like seven fetishes in like yeah. five minutes. I'm like, maybe people who are into one of those aren't into the other ones. Yeah, maybe it's better to keep it to one. Yeah, if like for me as like a viewer too, I'm like, yeah, sometimes something something comes up halfway through a porn and you're like whoa (laughs) (laughs) yep and i mean maybe you've discovered a new fetish that way so maybe it can be good but in general i can imagine not wanting to like totally like shock the viewer that's a good point though it's like you know i like um discovering new fetishes so it's like if that's gonna do that for someone that's kind of cool but you certainly don't like I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's better. It's like I don't necessarily I'm still not at the stage where I'm necessarily doing this like for other people or to make money off it. It's just sort of like my own thing for fun. Yeah. And so I feel like I'd almost prefer like maybe letting people into like a new thing that they weren't into than like being worried about turning people off or something. Nice. Yeah. And if it's mostly for you like as a form of expression and and whatnot, then yeah, do you. Do what you want to do, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you've always been somebody who has, like, um, I know the listeners, if they're familiar with your last episode we did together, it's probably, like, a year ago now or even further back, but... Um, yeah, I think it was last July. I just, I listened yeah. over it because I was like, I want to make sure 
I oh, know good what for talked you. about so we don't go over the same stuff. I mean, good for you. That's what I should do whenever I have the guest back a second time. Really, that's very smart. But clearly I'm not smart. So um, <laughs> I know something we did. I know just from memory, not from the re-listen, um, mm-hmm. that we did talk about how that was like a really kind of integral part of how you express yourself sexually was like taking pictures of yourself yeah. and taking pictures of the partner and like making content like that's basically just for each other to enjoy like you and your Mm -hmm. partner and your private relationships right yep yeah and then you started and then from there kind of branched out to be like oh well maybe people would appreciate like seeing these yeah it's like i always get this thing it's like hard when you you make art or creative things they're just when you if you do it long enough or like you come to the end of finishing something you're like like people are supposed to see this like a lot of people and you feel like you need to like share it. I'm still trying to like get a grip on, on how that sort of mental process works. But I definitely feel like, you know, it, you finish something and it feels good and you're like, this looks great. But Mm -hmm. then you're like, a lot of people have to see how good this is. Like that seems like totally the, the one of the steps of like making something creatively. So, and as you were saying, like the feedback, Right. Like I want people to see it to tell me like how good it is because I worked really hard on this and like, yeah, everybody look and tell me that it's great. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's for sure a thing that, that I'm like really in the habit of doing. Like I can't take a picture and just like have it for myself. <laughs> I've got to like send it to everybody know, right? to be like, I'm cute. Right. <laughs> We have problems. We need validation. I need so much validation. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. All the time. Tell yeah. me about it. Like, <laughs> yes, I'm a poly person. So, like, mm. sometimes I need to hear a thing from, like, three different partners before I, like, you know, yeah. believe it. I'm like, if wow. If it's from one person, you're like, eh. eh your a, opinion. We need a larger sample size here. We need a, a real study. <laughs> And some empirical data. (laughs) It's so true. I'm like, well, you just love me. So, you know, let me, yeah, get another qualified opinion. Like, (laughs) yeah, I try to get, yeah, you got to get the opinion of people who dislike you. (laughs) And then if they're like, you know what? I hate you, but you are hot. You are right. You are right. (laughs) (laughs) You may not be. That means something. Yeah. (laughs) That's when you know it's real. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, with the with the clips though, I'm I'm finding this this thing where like because um, you were saying like you know you feel like you've made something so good and you want to show people. Yeah, I'm finding like sort of this little niche where like the stuff that I like and the stuff that I'm making and because of it, I think like the people who I interact with and my friends is like it falls into this genre of of porn that's like uh, sex workers for sex workers content or like oh, porn yeah. performers for porn performers. Like the things that like you, if you do that and you're in that zone that you really like and appreciate. And I feel like it's often very foreign to like what maybe the average customer wants. <laughs> very but probably. Yeah. I keep finding myself there. Like the stuff that I love, I'm like, Oh, it's the lighting you know, the production value, like the editing, like the sound quality, like that's really good, like really artistic. And I feel like people just based on my own stuff, like and I've talked to a lot of people about this, the lower the quality, people like it more. It yeah, seems like fine. it's more real or something, but it's just like 
uh, as someone who does that a lot, like it's kind of boring to just do something that's, you know, you want to do something that's like really diff pushing your skill level. And like yeah. thus it's constantly like getting like higher quality or more like intricate. And maybe you're losing people with that because it doesn't seem real. Yeah, right. It seems almost like overly produced mm -hmm. to people maybe. But it's like, come on, people. Like, you're a filmmaker. Like, you want to make fucking art, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it, that's kind of interesting. Have you actually noticed that that is the trend? Like, the ones that are kind of more, like, shot on the phone or, or at the very least, like, not tons of, I don't know, editing? Like, really intricate storyline? Like, have you actually noticed that people like the quote-unquote lower quality stuff better i don't know if i've tracked it for myself a lot but i've talked to a few other people who make content about it and mm. i've seen other people also post about it on twitter that they're like yeah the stuff that i don't spend a lot of time on and from my own personal experience like my only fans is probably where i get the most action and like that that's where i just because you have to post something all the time so mm. it's like there's just lower quality kind of like casual like okay here's just a picture and yeah. that tends to be but then the the flip side of that is that like in fact a lot of people who buy my stuff are also people who make really cool looking content which right. i personally find super validating when someone subscribes to me and like i'm like oh my god like i love your stuff your stuff is incredible it looks so good and they're like i love your stuff it looks great and i'm like oh but this is my target audience or like you know this is who appreciates this stuff is other people who do this yeah which is fine which is a big pool of people like yeah content creators consume content this is true and i think it's really nice actually like a lot of the um dialogue that i see on twitter is like yeah we're also like because we're people who produce porn and like need people or want people to purchase it like we are in support of that and we also do that when we like other people's things like i subscribe to people's things mm -hmm. and i think there's a lot a lot more of that going on than maybe like the general public would would actually think about yeah you're right we hold the same values like that you should pay for your porn and that you should support the artist yeah so that makes perfect sense that those are people who are buying your stuff because a lot of folks still so many people just watch free porn yeah, it's weird. Like sometimes like I'll, I was just saying to someone yesterday, like I mentioned to a couple people that I know, some friends about, you know, my OnlyFans and many vids. And they were like, wait, like who pays? Why people are paying for porn? Like it's all on oh. Pornhub, you know? And I was like, yeah, but and now it's like, you know, it's um, it's the niche stuff and it's the people who want something like a view into your life like feeling mm -hmm. like they know you personally or mm -hmm. something specific or something custom or something that isn't you know it's niche so yeah totally you're right like even just like following sex workers on twitter that's like a totally different experience from just googling whatever stumbling on a 10 minute clip of something that's stolen from somewhere that's stolen from somewhere else Mm -hmm. it's like a totally different experience it's like a catered experience where you're like yeah you when you start to have like favorite performers like favorite actors yeah. that's when it that's kind of the difference right then you're following those people and you want to support those people and you want to know about those people so yeah those yep. are the people that buy porn yeah 
It's like you have to, I feel like there's a certain stage of sex positivity you have to get to where you're like, you've moved past the like, ooh, like, I'm not supposed to look at porn or porn is bad. I better clear my yeah. browser history to like, no, I'm going to bookmark the things that I like and yes. make it to I follow people on Twitter and actually pay for stuff and not feel bad about it. It's like, yeah. I think hopefully a lot of people are there. Probably it feels like in the world, a lot of people aren't there. So I agree. Yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, that's interesting that it's like, yeah, it might be linked to like sex positivity that there's a disconnect, right? When you watch free porn, because there's a disconnect from those actors like that. You, maybe you don't see them as people or maybe you don't think that that you don't realize that that's their job that they should be paid for. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there might be a bit of a disconnect. Whereas if you're the type of porn consumer that follows Twitter people, follows people on Twitter and et cetera, et cetera, it's like, yeah, those are two different, two different pools of people that one has like a disconnected relationship with sex and the yep. other, you know, perhaps has a more connected, accepted kind of relationship with their own sexuality. So yeah, that is kind of an interesting. Yeah. It's like one of those angle. things, like, I don't, I know some people have told me like, oh, this is how you can check your Twitter. Uh, oh, I don't even know. Oh, the analytics stuff. Right. I don't ever do any of that or know anything about that. And also I think no. it probably doesn't have it for me because I click all those don't track this don't personalize anything don't take my information um but yeah i don't i never know anything i'm like who you make assumptions about who the demographic is and like when i started monetizing stuff like a short while ago i made an assumption that it was going to be like cis men who are yeah. the primary consumers of porn but like about half the people who have bought my stuff or subscribed to only only fans are non-men which like was interesting to me and i love it Cool. But I didn't expect yeah. it. Yeah, totally. I think that is the assumption. I mean, that's that is the stereotype that men watch porn. Yeah. Right. And it's like, okay, yeah, everyone watches porn, or most people, you know, consume porn at some point in their life, probably. Mm -hmm. But that is kind of interesting. I don't want to like stereotype as per like the genders. But it's like, yeah, might be interesting to see like, what kinds of folks are more thoughtful about the type of porn that they consume? I'm sure yeah. there probably are some patterns. And I mean, I'm kind of being like men suck, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I mean, I just, and I had a conversation with someone yesterday too. I feel like every conversation or every new person I meet or when I hang out with my friends, you know, friends who've had for a while, we've already have established how, how men suck. So we don't oh, need to talk about it that yeah. much anymore. Yes. But every new person I talk to, we're always like, oh yeah, and obviously cis men suck. And, cis men suck. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, there's some aspects of the fetish scene that are bad. And I'm like, yeah, but when cis you men. avoid like the cis men you, and they're like oh yeah yeah that is true yeah just, it's i mean it sucks it's it sucks it's a weird it issue. does suck and, and cis men suck yeah and i'm like i have a weird experience in the fetish scene because like i don't play like i'm not really interested in cis men and i haven't been and so it's not like i like, I feel like if, you, if you're into cis men, you're like, ah, like, that's my sexuality. So I have to deal with this. So yeah, or you have to navigate it at the very least. It's like something that's always on your mind. And you're trying yeah. to just um, find some decent cis man out there, which can be a struggle. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. 
Especially in the kink world, I feel like oof, there are just so many shit male doms, shit cis het male doms. It's like, yep. and and the, whom are specifically preying on like the vulnerable kind of kink newbie kinksters that are cis young f- women. Yeah, I don't understand how I just always, I just don't understand how people can be like that or like how you wouldn't feel like how can you be that person and act that way and like not feel just like absolutely terrible like how could you continue but there are a lot of people who are like abusing people and yeah yeah yep i guess so it's it's really sad let's take a moment to talk about our lovely sponsors shall we first of all Oasis Aqua Lounge is a water-themed sex club located right here in Toronto at 231 Mutual Street. Oasis is inclusive of all genders and orientations and is shame-free when it comes to pleasure and play. Check them out at their website, oasisaqualounge.com. Unicorn Collaborators is the local leather business of two queer unicorns. They specialize in luxurious and colorful harnesses for all body types, and even craft non-conventional ones for your thigh, fist, or foot. Check them out at their Etsy shop under Unicorn Collaborators. Lovecrafters Toys is a non-gendered fantasy sex toy line that makes weird and wonderful dildos in the shape of tentacles, unicorn horns, mermaid tails, and more. Their high-quality silicone is hand-poured right here in Toronto. Check out their Etsy shop at Lovecrafters Toys. ComeAsYouAre.com is a trans-owned, trans-operated sex shop that also happens to be feminist and anti-capitalist. They carry only the best sex toys and want to give you the best price possible. Next time, use the coupon code BEDPOST, that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T, when checking out at ComeAsYouAre.com. But, um, on a lighter note. Yeah. (laughs) You and I have worked together several times. We have. And I have to say that, like, not only have I been very, like, the most impressed of working with anyone as far as, like, how much effort and energy uh, you put into, like, the actual production side of it. It's amazing. So amazing. I have the biggest smile right now. (laughs) But also, I mean, you are creating very unique content. Like, your mind is very unique. And I'm just so down, like, with your ideas. It's like, and you're just such a lovely fucking person to work with. (laughs) It's like the easiest thing I've ever done, like, doing a shoot with you. Yeah, I've... Oh, you can keep complimenting me. I'm yeah. sorry oh, to interrupt. Stop. Go, go on. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, like, also, you, you tend to surround yourself with such lovely people. So, like, you know, we get a, a few of those people in a room and shoot a fetish film. And it's, like, going to be fucking gold. And it's going to be such a lovely experience for everybody involved. Like, that's, that's my experience working with you right Thank there. you so much. Yeah, I have absolutely loved working with you as well i feel like the i guess we've done two videos and like they are just so good I and them. i them i rewatch them like, and i just have a huge such a big smile on my face watching them i just like this I is know, so right? cute i love it <laughs> i think and it's like yeah it's exactly what you said it's like surrounding yourself with people who are also really creative because i feel like 
those, you know, um, working with you and with Sophia, it's like we're just bouncing ideas off and we all have these mm -hmm. great ideas and it really comes together as like, you know, we, both of those videos like we wrote together. Mm -hmm. It really is like this adding of more creative stuff by having more creative people add to it. And I think it's super fun. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's like funny that true collaboration, right? Mm hmm. Yeah. And that's something that's like really important to me, too, because like in as much as I guess I'm making stuff that is porn, like at the end of the day, I want it to be something that's fun and is actually of interest and something that the people who are in it enjoy and actively want to do. And so it's not as much like, you know, acting or a performance as like, you know, we're building that in but also like this is just us being us which then makes it easy to do we're just doing a scene yeah. and like the cameras happen to be there that's kind of the vibe right yeah, yeah. and I, I i like that you said that you thought i forget what you said exactly but like that i have really unique or interesting ideas because like everything that i've made is like the most basic of like everything that i like have in my head that i haven't done yet is just like so wacky and i'm always just like it's too wacky for people too and i think much. it's it's, it's coming out a little bit more now i'm gonna if you've been watching my twitter feed it's like there's porn stuff and then there's like music stuff and yes, like music porn, comedy audio stuff porn. and that that's gonna come together really soon and Yay. yeah just the mixing of because like you know music and comedy is a good mix but porn and comedy is a good mix too i think totally um, and the other thing I love about like our videos is there's just the whole thing. We're just, we're really, and I think we really hit on this the first time we met and talked about filming, like we're hitting on the, and I think a lot of people have responded super positively to this, like the fun and lighthearted side of kink. There's a lot of smiling. There's a lot of laughing. Yeah. It's a little goofy. And that's how I to me, and I'm sure to you like kink is, but you mm -hmm. don't see that very often. Yeah, in videos. totally. Yeah, that's the way I practice kink. That's the way I practice pro kink. Like, that's the way I facilitate sessions. We're laughing yeah. and smiling and goofing off. Like, it's fun. That is my style. Yeah, I can do other stuff. I can be the, you know, the stern dom if someone specifically requests it. But mm -hmm. if they don't, I'm like, great, then let's have let's have some fun. Let's play. Like, yeah, yeah. Now, what if you're being the stern dom, though, and there's like a fantastic opportunity for like a pun or a joke of some sorts? Like, do you yes. resist no. or do you go for it? Go for it. Yeah. 100% go for it. I love um, like in improv, it's called corpsing. Like, I love trying to make the other person laugh, like especially, yes. especially if it's a serious scene. Like. Yeah. I'll I'll be like just I'll just say a deadpan completely deadpan joke and then usually they'll like break character a bit and laugh and then I'll fucking punish them for laughing or I'll be like what the fuck are you laughing at? you know what I mean like <laughs> that's good <laughs> oh, that's I'm funny steal oh that that's trick. funny yeah. like I yeah that's so I'll yeah I'll bait people with jokes <laughs> that's really good I like that I, yeah, I can never resist making a joke when, when the opportunity presents itself. It's just like, and a lot of people have said this too about like playing with me. Like I, it's not that I don't get into like a top or bottom space, but like yeah. it's can go in and out really quickly. And like, I'll just totally like break and, and make 
just the weirdest joke. Yeah. And then and then I can go back in, but I've always concerned like maybe some people are you know think it, it takes them out the of it scene. too much they're like ah it's hard to get back into the space or something so far though it, that hasn't been an issue though no for me neither and like another thing with like making my scene partner laugh that's a way of checking in too especially if it's like that kind of serious intense scene that's a way of me being like oh no you're good we can keep going like if you if i can get a laugh out of you like a genuine laugh out of you. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I see where you're at. You're still you're still ready for more, like way more. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of a way of me checking in. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's really good cuz like you have to be present and aware and okay, you heard the joke, you got it and you're in the mood to laugh. It's yeah. good. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I've actually been because i'm a switch as well i've been on the reciprocating side of it too where folks have done that to me too like try to make me laugh like just to be like okay she's she's still good basically so yeah (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) and it's really like it's lovely to because you know i switch as well and like i know that like as a top it is so lovely to see your bottom like laughing it's just it's so wonderful and cute and nice and so and i can see that too when i'm bottoming and i'm like yeah people like this it's fun we're all into it like yeah yeah. and that's the main thing like when i um because i've taught a few role play workshops and i think that's something folks that are new to role play really worry about like breaking character and how do i stay in character and I'm like, mm-hmm. don't fucking worry about staying in character. Like, it actually is fun to break character and then just go back right in. Like, or yep. to go, uh, as I said, like, goad the other person to break character. Or, like, just have that kind of wink. Have that kind of tongue-in-cheek about the whole thing. Like, it's play. It's role play. We're pretending to be, you know, these two people in this crazy situation. It's funny. Even if the scene is super serious, it's still, it's the absurd. It's it's theater, right? We're in mm-hmm. a bedroom and we're pretending I kidnapped you and et cetera, et cetera. Like, it's silly. It's fun, right? Even if it's yep. a, a serious scene. So it's okay if that comes out because you both know you're in a bedroom and not in some grungy basement of like this perv that kidnapped you, you know, like, so it's okay to be like to wink sometimes at that. And I think doing that, yeah, it just shows like, you know, you're laughing at things when you're comfortable and you're relaxed in a situation. When is laughing bad? Like, come on. It shows that they're having a good time. When is laughing bad? That's a good question. I'm like my mind. I'm so like to like challenges. I'm like, oh, that's a good challenge. I want to figure that out. I guess if someone's laughing, laughing at you, like in a cruel way, laughing, pointing and laughing at you. But that also can be hot, too. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into it, if it's consensual. <laughs> I guess I thought it was more like when is laughing bad for you? Like maybe like ah, the physical action is still positive for the person laughing at you. It's probably negative for you though. Yeah. Unless you're me, then I, I'm into that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm I'm trying to put like those funny moments. I'm I'm putting them into my videos now, and that's it. that's really fun. Yes, like, I okay. did this video, yeah. um, where I was like in my, so I have this like beautiful like as the seasons have been changing, 
I just moved into a new apartment recently and like the light changes that comes in the windows. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, the light here is beautiful. Let's shoot a thing. And I did. And it's just me like doing a strip tease and I'm like playing with myself. And then I like did all this like goofy stuff, like smelling my sock like seductively as I take it <laughs> off. And then like doing this like tongue out, like rock and roll, like I'm playing a guitar, but like jerking my cock so and then i just left it all in because i was like i you know i think the people who subscribe to me are gonna dig it they'll like it you know yeah it reminds me of like a moment in our bullying video with sophia when we were trying i think we were trying to get you to say that you damaged school property like because you ruined some of my chalk so you damaged school school property, so you're gonna have to get punishment for that. So we were like, I think I asked you, and what is that? What is that called when you um, damage school property? I was looking mm. for vandalism, right? Yeah, um, which is a serious offense. And you go, you went stealing. <laughs> your mouth full of crumbled chalk you're like stealing and we're like did you steal like is that a new thing that's coming out right now we, and you could visually see like me and Sophia laugh at that when he said stealing you're like yeah I thought it, I thought you were laughing because it was like I'm stealing the chalk because it's like I ate it like it's been stolen <laughs> Like you could, you know, if you steal something, it's now in your possession. Like, I, but I wasn't it's thinking of that. In your stomach. That was <laughs> not a, not me trying to make a joke. I just was. I, I've watched that a few times, and like I can't remember specifically what you're saying now. But you were saying something that I thought you were just like listing a number of things that were bad or something. I think I might have been distracted by like, because it's hard Everything. when like, uh, yeah, like if we had other people filming it, right? But like I was kind of like directing and overseeing that so i was like kind of looking around to make sure all the tech stuff was in place Mm -hmm. yeah that was really funny though you were juggling (laughs) a lot of balls and then you said stealing (laughs) we were like what (laughs) and it was so cute with the chalk in my mouth i loved talking with the chalk in my mouth talking through crumbled chalk that's like a new kink yeah that i developed from that because i didn't even like i haven't done tons of chalk play so I don't think I even really realized that it would just be completely crumbled by the time you were done writing with it. Like, yeah, because I maybe I've used just like harder chalk in the past because I don't know if that's ever really happened, that it just totally like dissolves in your mouth. after. <laughs> I think it was like I was trying to I was trying to make sure it didn't fall out. So I was biting it pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. And then it would like it sort of cracked in half. So then I was holding just the other Jesus. half with my lips and then. It was just crumbling all over the place. Yeah, that was I had I've never had chalk in my mouth before that. So I oh my should God, have like actually prepared, you know, like gotten used to like what it's like. Yeah, oh no, my I haven't. God, I assumed you had because you were such a champ with that chalk. Yeah, that was also I realized that I mean, but who has chalk? You know, yeah, who uses do chalk nowadays? Chalk. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I don't have chalk. But um. <laughs> That was the the first time actually that day that I realized because I I don't know if you mentioned it or someone else that like I talk a lot when I'm gagged with various things because like I, I would like I in between the takes I remember someone noted like 
I didn't take the chalk out of my mouth. I was just like giving people directions like, okay, let's move the camera over there and let's do this now. Yes. But I kept the chalk in my mouth. I remember and I've exactly that. the moment you were like bent yeah. over the thing and you wanted to change up something with the cameras, but you had the chalk. So it was like a dangling kind of, as you're saying, like just between your lips and the corner of your mouth, yeah. like, like an unlit cigar before you light, <laughs> before you light you know, your, your cigarette, it's just kind of in the corner on your lips bef- and you're still talking through your story while you're fishing through your lighter. <laughs> it was like that. <laughs> yes. I guess I've come, I've come around to the stereotypical porn director with the cigar barking <laughs> orders, <laughs> even though I'm bent over a desk with my hands behind my back and chalk in my mouth. Yeah. Like your head was like in <laughs> the desk. And my pants pulled down. <laughs> yeah. And your pants pulled down. Exactly. But sorry, yeah. you were saying, so you do, you are, you do find that you like talk with the gag in your mouth. You like just want to talk. Yeah, you I get talk shit in your mouth. so much. It's crazy. I really, I think it's like, like I said, I like a challenge and it's like a challenge to like trying to enunciate or like get yeah. your point across is talk to someone. Yeah. But I'm so talk. I'm, I feel like I'm just so talkative when I'm gagged. It's, it's fine. And I never noticed before that day. That's so funny. Yeah. I was, um, I forget what I said. I was in a gag and, um, I forget what I actually said. But the Dom heard asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I'm not a brat. Uh I'm not a brat at all. So I was like mortified that he thought I just like threw an insult at him. Like mid scene. I was like, no, 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 oh my God. But like, I didn't get it. I was like, I can't remember what I actually said. But he's like, asshole. And I was like, no, I got no. That was a very funny moment. <laughs> That's like my worst nightmare to think that I'm like not being obedient or like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. I'm somewhat, if it, I, I wouldn't say I don't like bratting, but unintentionally bratting. Yeah, no, yeah. would feel, I would feel the same way. Like, it's like, no, 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 I didn't, I didn't mean that. <laughs> just as a top though, you got to like, if someone's gagged and they're trying to say anything, you got to just purposely misunderstand misunderstand what they say exactly oh you want me to what completely stop touching you you don't want to come you want me to to just go to leave okay oh you want more more oh meaner meaner okay (laughs) exactly totally it's a fun game you know i love games games are so fun i agree yeah games are the best I reorganized all my sex toys. They mm-hmm. moved from one bench to now a chest of drawers. And uh, there were some like dice that we'd bought. And like, then I started, I incorporated like dice more into like when I was topping. And it's so, it's so fun, the games and like games of chance and leaving stuff up. It's almost like what we were talking about, about like getting input from other creative people or like something to roll with. It's yeah. like, just give me a random idea thing to roll with. And the, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to not make a dice pun. Um, and it's, it's just so fun. Games are the best. Do you feel like you're going to die? <laughs> <laughs> it just gets a bit dicey sometimes. But, um... uh, yeah. I actually have a pair of dice that I still haven't used in a scene. I got it from the Crafty Kinker. Ooh. Um, and one... there it's a set so one has like smash flick kick punch slap and then the other dice 
just has balls on every side. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's really funny. Yeah. That's really good. I gotta look into that because I always like just write. De- you know, you have little cards to say what the numbers mean or something. Right. Um, yeah. Or like okay. a, a what do you call it? The legend, the ah, legend yes, of, the of what legend. everything means. But that's great that they're on the dice. And that's really funny that they all say balls. I love it. Yes. I could I would not play buy with them. those two dice. That's fun. <laughs> I actually have a similar thing. I have a trick die that I bought like in San Francisco years ago. Mm-hmm. And it always lands on one. Yes. So I've used that before in like <laughs> games. It's like, like it's, it's always going to be one. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's really fun. <gasps> that's even better than just the all balls because you're it's like you're shirking the responsibility that it's actually like, oh, I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what can I do? It says one again. It means like 50 yeah. more hits with the cane. It's, you know, it's not me. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the vessel. I'm just the messenger. <laughs> exactly. Fate it, has it out for you. Yeah, clearly. it's fate. It's God. <laughs> if you want to get mad a- at God, then go ahead. <laughs> This is a good product idea, though. Now, like the weighted, it's, it's there's only one balls, but it's weighted to the balls, so it just always goes there. Yeah, I love it. Weighted weighted balls are definitely good. A good kink. Oh, Kegel balls <laughs> or stretching oh, I just, balls. You know when the yeah when people put weights on the balls with like a parachute thing. I love it. Yeah, oh, I've weights. had. Um, yeah, it's interesting because. I've seen there's a lot of diversity in balls, you know, some are really hard to get a parachute around, like almost impossible. Yeah. Um, And some you can just so easily hang all the things off. But I've had, yeah, it's so sad because there are some people who have really small, tight balls and Mm -hmm. they want them stretched. They want like, you know, they want to be in a humbler. I'm like, there's no way I can get you in a humbler. If you have these yeah. tiny, tight, tight balls, I'm sorry. And like, I've, I've fully had people specifically want like ball stretching, ball weights and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's really hard with when you don't have the proper balls for it. <laughs> it is. Yeah. You have to like ask them some questions beforehand. Like, are you, do you have the right balls? Like, you know, only people over 510 can ride it's at, like, true park. like specifically for a humbler it's like girl you i can't get you in that not even close yeah i did a video with uh sophia and she was using a humbler and i was just like this is so it's better because you have to pull it like behind i yep. feel like that makes it even hard like that's going to be the hardest one yeah and if they're not the flexible humbler. like because you've got to have your you know your knees like bent and your feet right back so it's mm-hmm. on top of that. So if you're not flexible, like sometimes you can't even like get it, get it near the balls, let alone around the balls. Yeah. Also, I feel like from it's hard to work with someone else's balls. Like yes. I do a lot of chastity play and like you'll see it, too, if you watch it online. But like my partner's like it's so difficult to put a chassis cage on someone else it's so hard it's like next to impossible I mean, and you'll see it in like yes. videos online like no one you will never see almost never see anyone do that they always cut away or it takes forever or just the person ends up doing it themselves yep um I my mean, girlfriend can do it now though and like just it's incredible it was really really difficult so I'm i super mean yeah been there been there done that i have <laughs> like like we don't have 
like a cage, but we have like a silicone cage, for instance. Mm -hmm. And then we have like leather, you know, ones that are leather straps that either we've got one that has buckles, we've got one that have snaps. So like Mm -hmm. those are fine because they're kind of adjustable and whatnot. But yeah, I've had, yeah, cages because cages, the sizing is hard too. like, yeah, unless they're bringing their cage from home. It's like, how do you know? I feel like that is something that is an issue, a huge issue. Like, how do you know that you're buying a cage that will fit you? Yeah, it's a lot of like um, trial and error, really. Did you buy a couple before you got one that had a good fit? I bought, so the first, like, so they'll give you measurements on, like, how to measure yourself, right, on the sites. The problem is they're all different. But the first one I got, based on what I'd measured, it's like, measure how long you are uh, when you're flaccid. And I got from uh, CBX, I got the Curve, which is, like, their biggest one. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, it was clearly, like, too big. Mm -hmm. And it was... And it, like, it's just hard to, and I think a lot of people do that, actually. You buy a really big one at first because I think like you're just, I think it's like, it gets used to like what, what it's hanging around in. Like you're wearing boxer shorts. I feel like you're hanging a little like bigger than like if you're wearing like tight underwear or something. Right. So if you get the smaller cage, it's just more comfortable and then you'll find out if you can fit into it. But yeah, I tried, that was really the only, I tried that one and then I bought a CB 6000 and that fit pretty much perfectly. And then I keep trying to get smaller ones just because I want to, but I can't, it never, it's always like too small. So you've got, you have gone the other way too, where it's like, it's too small to even get on. No, like you can get it on. It's just like the worst uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah. It's Basically. for a very short scene. It's not for extended wear. And it's it's almost like it's there's like a few tests to the sizing of a cage and it depends how you want to use it, but like hanging around, you know, just wearing it for the day, okay, that's one test. Right. But there's also like if you do want to use it where you're playing and doing a scene and you're kind of getting hard and you want to have that be able to happen, mm-hmm. that's a totally different thing. And a lot of people will say like you know, the smaller it is, like if you can get, and this is another reason to get like the smallest size that you can get for yourself mm-hmm. is you can't get, start getting like a bit hard and now it's like pushing the thing. You're just not, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's been true for me, but yeah, like in play, like I have a couple cages where it's like, no, if I start getting hard, like it needs to come off because it's like incredibly uncomfortable, like past <laughs> the point of like kink fun, uncomfortable. So. <laughs> that's what i say no it stays on <laughs> have some self-control yeah that's hot that's kinky and then i start beating you until it goes away i'm like great what what do we need to do that's not pleasurable for you then so then i get information mm-hmm. right that i can use against them <laughs> I'm yeah, like, what do you to... truly hate around here? <laughs> it's hard to find out with a sub what they really don't to like punish a sub. What do you not like? It's true. I've had you, if you started beating me, I would probably just You'd get love it harder. You go even harder. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I've had um, one thing that I have done is like people who are more experienced with kink, like they know the toys. They have toys that they like to use, and they have toys that they hate. 
right? Mm-hmm. So I have had like, okay, bring some of the toys you absolutely hate, like you actually hate, because that's yep. a punishment. <laughs> that sometimes doesn't work for me either. Sometimes like I don't really like <laughs> a cane, like it hurts a lot. Yeah. But like if someone pushes me with it, like I I do like that. I like. That. <laughs> yeah, and it's I like hard. to be hurt. I like I like being miserable in a scene. So yeah, there you go. It's hard when you like to not like something. It's true. Because you like bring the thing you don't like. Well, I don't like it, but I like to not Not like like it. it. I like doing it. What goes on for me in my head is like, I like suffering for the Dom. Like the hot thing about it is like that he's making me do something I don't want to do. Like, and it's Mm -hmm. pleasurable for him or whomever. It's pleasurable for she, them, him to watch me suffer and watch me hate something like that's yeah you know i like to be with a real sadist who really likes to watch me suffer so yeah i'm completely miserable but that is just <laughs> so hot for me to think of that like that is the hottest thing to think of yeah. for me as when i'm bottoming or something someone turned on by like you yourself suffering is like just the best thing. <laughs> i love that i love that so much people are like turned on by like me and like just agony i'm like yeah. this is hot me too me too like somebody that truly just wants to see me fucking cry yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean i'm a wimp too so i mean like you will you will get tears oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah it can be whiny depending on who you know who it is if i want to make them more angry at me <laughs> oh the wh- so you're not a brat but you're a, a whiner i a little bit i can be whiny i can be like daddy like <laughs> like stop like <laughs> yeah don't you love me i thought i was good <laughs> like stuff like that <laughs> from that i'm i don't know like i'm reading into that that you don't really mean that though <laughs> correct yeah, I okay. do. I do just whine daddy a lot. And then he's yeah. like, yes. And I'm like, I have nothing to say. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I get stuck in that a lot where he's like, yes, yes, baby. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'm just like, ah. <laughs> it's that's the cutest thing ever, though. I have a partner who I am like daddy with sometimes. And it's just, it's so lovely on both ends. Like, you just say daddy. It's, I'm just there's like, nothing. daddy. What? Nothing? No, yeah, just it's just daddy. like. It's just fun to say daddy. It is. It's fun yeah. to hear it. It's and it's just, just like, daddy, help. Or daddy, please. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, please what? And I'm like. <laughs> please. Just please. <laughs> I do do that thing, though, where I'm like, daddy, 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 daddy. And they're like, what? And I'm like, he runs out of the room. <laughs> Yes. I do that too. <laughs> yes. Uh, what fun kink is. It really is. It yeah. really is fun. Um, but we should be actually wrapping up the ep. Oh my god, has it been that long? It has, just about. Um, you know, by the time I want you to tell people where they can buy all the sexy videos we've been talking about and where they can follow you and all that kind of stuff. Follow you in the good way. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know. Someone used that word the other day, followers, and I I thought about it that way for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. 
I that always comes in my head when I ask people at the end of an episode, like, where can people follow you? And then I'm like, Whoa. yeah, <laughs> you can follow me on my walk home to one, two, three, yep, um, between drive, three thirty and three forty five. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, I don't mean that. Don't I be swear. shy to just stand across the street with binoculars. Then <laughs> waves yeah, really followers. slowly. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Um, people can follow me <laughs> online. Uh, I'm Casey Bolin uh, on Twitter. And that has all my links there, but I'm also Casey Bolin on many vids. And I'm Casey Bolin on OnlyFans. And I want clips and amateur porn. APclips.com. Yeah, so whatever form of all those, the slash comes before or after. Slash Kaylee Bo- Casey Bolin. Casey Bolin dot whatever uh that's where you're you will find me amazing and the spelling of that will be in the episode title obviously so lovely um yes so for me at the lady pim one on twitter pim.lady on instagram the bedpost podcast on instagram if you want to email me about anything podcast related you can do so at the bedpost sex show at gmail.com anything dom related you can hit up lady pim at protonmail.com Another thing that I always like to promote, especially that I've got Casey on the episode right now, the Patreon of Bedpost is lovely and lots of bonus content. All the videos that we've done together are up on there. So if you like what you heard today in the episode, go on over to patreon.com slash the Bedpost show. And then, you know, I always like to give a shout out to my girl, Stephanie Copeland. She does all the original music for the pod. You can find out the rest of her stuff at stephcopelandmusic.com. And uh, other huge last thank you to you, Casey. This has been so thank nice. Thank you so much. Thank I've had you. so much fun. It's always fun talking to you. And it's always fun collaborating with you. I know we've got a list of things that we want to shoot as soon as it's safe to, you know, shoot content with other people. We got a list. So more clubs will be coming, everybody. I seriously can't wait. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so excited. They're fun ideas too. So stay tuned everybody and then you know one last thank you to everybody who's been listening today thank you so much for all your support hope you enjoyed the episode and we'll see you next week with another fun and sexy guest here on the post podcast this podcast has been brought to you by the sonar network sonar